0: It is indeed. Good afternoon. Welcome, everybody, and hello to another show. Yes, I'm here on a Monday. I'm standing in Vestasia, and I've got a very special guest with me today. He is uh, David Izbitski. Is that correct, David? Have I got That, that was correctly? perfect. Good. And uh, he is the chief evangelist for Amazon Alexa. Now, uh, I'm a fanboy. That's If anyone's listened to this show, they will know. Um, I've got, I think, six Alexas currently at the moment, which is, uh, I think, a lot. Brilliant. yeah. I, I don't know if that's... There's probably more people out there with them, but um, David, welcome to the show. Uh, where do we find you today, whereabouts in the world?
1: Uh, I am actually in home studio, so I am coming to you from the east coast of the United States outside Philadelphia. Wonderful.
0: Now, how long have you been with Amazon?
1: Oh gosh, it's uh it's closing in on 6 years. So uh 2013 I came in uh, I was high, I was at Microsoft for uh almost 7 and uh, I came in to help Amazon with an app store we were launching on tablets. So you may remember uh Kindle, you know, was an yep. ebook reader. So back then we w- we were uh going to launch these new Oh, gosh, I don't even think they were called Fire tablets yet. They were like, you know, Kindle tablets. Um, maybe it was Kindle Fire. I think it was Kindle Fire. Um, and I came in to help with the Android app store. It was like three of us. <laughs> and, um, you know, that big was my bad. Back- yeah, yeah. I, well, that's what I love about Amazon is uh, if you've ever worked with people from Amazon, you'll see that it's, it's got that scrappy startup mentality still where everybody just kind of, you, you know, you see a ball on the ground, you pick it up. You know, and it's that go, day
0: one mentality. That uh, yeah,
1: yeah, had. and uh, it just happens to be funded by this really good VC. Uh, that's the retail site, right? Versus a, a startup where you're always scrapping for money. Yeah, uh, so it's got like that culture, but you're still financed pretty well. And uh, so, yeah, I got to do that, and then uh, launch Fire TV, Fire Phone, and uh, 2014. They uh, they were like, Dave, check this thing out, and uh, it was that first. Echo device and trying to figure out what that even means and what we were going to do with it. And, uh, we didn't even have an SDK. Uh, it was, um, it was around GD. I don't know if you know the games developers conference. So yeah. GDC. Yeah. I got to be the first person to announce, um, that we were going to open it up for third party developers to tinker around. And back then it was called the Echo app SDK. And uh, literally had to. Everything was in my hand. I would have people sign NDAs, and they would email me uh, back and forth. And we had a handful of folks, but even just the excitement back then. I remember talking um, with Alexa, and it's you get into that routine, right? I mean, you have a, a flash briefing, and being able to just listen to that in the morning and get weather, you get your. call. Co- I'm, you know, still morning here in the states, so I'm drinking my coffee, and uh, you know, getting news, and it's just and that's that's kind of been the journey it's been a learning journey for me i mean i had a background in devices and mobile and uh you know I was developer i did the whole dot com thing uh you know back in the late 90s and through the 2000s but i never had done anything with ambient computing ai machine learning uh, so it's been an incredible journey for me over the past uh, five, oh gosh almost 5 years now
0: wow now I remember when I first got my Amazon Alexa, It's probably three, maybe, yeah, about three and a bit years ago, maybe, for yeah. Christmas. And it, I, I put it on and I had a low expectation. The reason I had a low expectation was because of Siri. <laughs> Siri had taught me that voice smart assistants weren't smart and they weren't assistants at all. Um, and I plugged it in, it instantly went, and it did two things that blew my mind um the first one is it worked instantly so I asked it to play a track boom it played straight away there wasn't a lag there wasn't a I'll be back in a week when I found what you're talking about and I'll be right. back and that was amazing that was a that to me was the iPhone moment when I first saw the iPhone 3 it was just like this is going to change the world I don't know how and I don't know what it's going to do but it will and then the second thing was just a pleasant surprise thank you Amazon was uh, I had thousands of CDs and they were all in a shelf. And I promised myself one day I'd rip them all, digitize them. And of course I bought them all from Amazon over the decade that I'd been buying stuff. so literally Amazon Alexa said, don't you worry about it. Here's all your collection. And it all ripped and ready to go. And I was like, holy moly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's um, my mother-in-law who never uses tech when she got, um, an echo on her own you know it's it's funny I mean you've you've you have a background in tech so you know this it's like family members know hey Dave uses computers he's involved with computers and he does stuff for Amazon and it was like hey you know I'm working on this uh, and they were like oh really let me show you what I do and I'm like I kind of know what it does um, and she's a big fan of the Eagles so she pulls up all this Eagles music some of it I've never heard of and then she asked for when are the times, I still remember this. It was a like, when are the times for 30 rock um, or, or no, no, a oh, big bang theory. This is it, big bang theory, which is a show. Yep. No, well. she loves. And I was like, I knew at the time, cause we had, um, we were us only and we had about a thousand skills and I knew there was nothing that you could just ask Alexa about local TV stations. So I'm like, she's using a skill. And that was really the first time where it spilled over where there was so many skills coming in that you couldn't as a one person know the entire catalog. You know, when it first started out, there was like 10 skills and I was sitting around a table and we would look at the skills coming in and kind of see what customers were interested in, what the ratings looked like. And so, you know, every week you're like, Oh, there's this now and there's this, you know, and there was, there was cat facts in the beginning and we were all waiting for the dog facts to come in. Right. Cause you can't just have yes. cat facts <laughs> and, um, and so that was that reminded me a lot of the mogul days where you know you knew you were once you reached a point where there was so much that you were serving unique sectors you know it wasn't a skill that everybody was going to use but it was a skill that was super important for a select group of folks you knew that that, that there was momentum there and so that was exciting to to see that too and uh, yeah she loves she loves doing the music and you know you mentioned Siri but it's it's really everything i mean i had dictation back in with my commodore amiga years ago and i've used dictation on windows and dos and that was just a really a different technology that was you know tty text to speech and we all have used ivr systems where you're going in and you're just slamming the zero button to talk to a human being right and this was really alexa was you know, for, the, for a majority of people, it was really the first time they had experienced NLU. So natural language understanding. And there's a different way of approaching it. It's not worrying about what the human being is actually saying. It's worrying about the intention of the request, And that is why you can ask for music and forget how you ask for it, right? And ask for it many different ways uh, and just have a, a natural type of conversation. And I think that's really where the magic was for a lot of people, it certainly was for me. Um, is and when I talk to customers, you get that a lot. Is they don't remember how they've asked for things; they just ask for it, and it's there. And so, it's a different way of looking at it.
0: I think. I think on that point, I, I want to cover a couple of questions with you. There, uh, skills first and foremost. One of the problems and joys with skills: skills are easy to make. You know, you can use Blueprint, which is your third-party non-coding type capability, or you can go and get your sleeves rolled up and get into AWS and Lambda and, and start doing stuff if you want. Mm-hmm. And it's super, super simple. And the problem is because it's super simple, you get this plethora of good skills, you know, the top one to the one end and the long tail of a lot of, let's be honest, you know, not very useful skills at all. You know, Hey, look, I've just created a skill. Well, the big one this week and it, whether you call it useful or not, is the fart skill the granddad video that went <laughs> Yeah,
1: I retweeted. I, I just I couldn't stop laughing at that.
0: <laughs> not a useful but skill, but I'm a guy,
1: right? So farts are always funny.
0: <laughs> but but how how are you going to going forward enable it so that relevantly useful skills are available? So can I ask you two parts of that question? First of all the problem I've got is you and I as techies, that's fine. I load a skill. I know where to go into the Alexa app. I know how to load a skill. I load a skill and then I use it, but that is not logical. My dad would not be able to go into that Alexa panel. He wouldn't even know that there was a skill set. So is there a time when skills will auto load and contextually? So I say I want to book a table and it knows the skill to load. Is that possible?
1: Okay. So let me break that apart across a couple things the the it's a it's a tough computer science problem so where you'll see ai's being very successful is not in general intelligence and in fact we you know we're so far out from general intelligence it's very specific And with Alexa in particular, and and you know, all smart assistants are like this. It's around a specific topic of conversation. And that's what I like to tell people. That's what a skill is. A skill is that we're, we have a contract for conversation. We're going to go talk about this specific thing. And there's a couple of different areas that I can focus on with that specific thing. And a couple of different ways that you can ask for that. Okay. And what we've done over time is we've tried to make it easier and easier so that it can be as natural as possible. So for example, we have this thing called can fulfill intent request. So if I'm making um, a custom skill and maybe it's a game. So as a human being, if I say, I want to play a game, it can go ahead and it can invoke that without even asking. Or another example is my kids are playing outside and, uh, You know they've got a grass stain on their jeans, they come in and I'm like, Alexa, how do I get rid of this grass stain? And then it could be Tide or it could be another brand that's going to go ahead and answer that question. So that's one thing. That's kind of a trying to get a a way to invoke these skills without actually using the launch phrase, which you can still do, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, you mentioned the fart skill, like you can actually say the name of it or you can say you know, ask for this, right? And so it's trying to make it as easy as possible for customers over time. The other thing you mentioned was like a a scenario and we just announced this. It is not available yet uh, anywhere, um, but it's called Alexa Conversations and you can find out more information on the blog and at the the recent Remars conference. But here's the whole idea is it's particular tasks. So... A task that everybody can understand is we're going for a night out, right? And so I want the ability to go and let's say we're going to go watch a show. Now, if we're going to go watch a show, the timing of the specific show we want is totally going to change where we're going to eat because we want a place that's close by or or maybe we're just going to hit the pub and get a pint like we need to know what that is based on the actual entertainment that we're going to see. we need to know what shows are available. And so you can check this out. There's a video of it. So it's, you know, I want to uh, look for this showtime for a movie. And so I'll get it. Once I have that, then Alexa is handling the back and forth dialogue. So sh- she's going and collecting all of this information before she's invoking these individual skills. So it's going ahead and it's going to go look at movie times, but then she's going to hand it off to open table to figure out where I want to eat, what time I want to eat, and then book that reservation. And then based on me booking that reservation, I of course, I need an Uber in order to get back home and so it's uber is going to go ahead and book all this so at the end i've had this conversation where i didn't necessarily know what time everything was going to happen how far away i'm going to eat but i've now invoked three different skills and i've had a conversation with alexa around having a night out and so that's something that's coming to to make this a lot more uh natural in order to be able to invoke those and get to the information you want
0: yeah so that's Hand-off, skill-to-skill handoff, isn't it? isn't it? It's really what you're doing, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, technically behind the scenes, the skills, they're not getting handed off one to the other. It's Alexis collecting the type of information that she knows that those skills need. And then she's okay. going out and doing all of that on your behalf.
0: Now, so, so for me, though, is, is there ever a scenario, Dave, where the skill could load contextually? So let me give you an example. If I said the word book a table, I might want to use just eat or I might want to use open table. Okay. Now in the current scenario, I've had to load one of those or both those skills at least one. Now is there a scenario in which um, Amazon could have a revenue model where a bit like Google has the top three ads. I, as the skill developer for Uber, sorry, not yet yeah, Uber eats, just eat or open table, have paid Amazon to rank first as the skill second of the skill third. Now I might say, okay, I haven't chosen a skill, so I'm open to the first skill loading. So I say, book a table. and It goes, hi, it's open table here. You know, we've paid Amazon the most money.
1: So that's the skill um, that's gonna load. Never. Um, Everything we do, it's the same on Amazon. It's the same in the mobile app store. It's all based on customers. So there is not, uh, you know, there's no ads. We don't allow ads. There's no taking revenue to kind of put stuff in front of people. It's based entirely on what are the reviews? So what are customers actually saying about these skills? And there are skills with thousands of reviews. It's also based on engagement. So what I mean by engagement is I've enabled the skill, which is another uh, factor in that equation. So I've actually enabled the skill, but am I using the skill? And so if customers are saying, this is a really good skill, I like it, they're leaving feedback, lots of people are enabling it every week and people are engaging with it every day, then that's probably a skill that other customers will enjoy. And so you'll see that in the carousels. If you go to amazon.com slash skills, uh, you'll see it on the UK site too. You, know, you have the ability to kind of see What are those skills that people are giving reviews and what are they using all across the different categories? One of the recent carousel that we're doing now too is like you'll see across the rest of Amazon is based on your purchase history. So for example, I've been doing a lot of... um, fitness and keto lately, which is a diet that's high in fat and low carb. And so I've ordered like different keto stuff off Amazon and I saw keto skills, which was really cool. I didn't even know existed. Um, so I start to see those recommendations and uh, you know, I shop for for skills just like I do for other things on Amazon where I'll look for the four star ratings and then I'll read through the reviews. And one of the things we let uh, skill publishers do, and you probably know this from uh, the flash briefings, we allow you to actually respond To what people are saying and so there are skill publishers like um, Capital One that now part of their entire UX cycle is including the reviews for their skill. Uh, So even they have usability labs but one of the things I think it was uh, auto payments uh, came through all the feedback they were seeing inside of their uh, Amazon Alexa skills. So it's it's totally based on um, customer feedback and then one of the things that we've also added is you can do things where you can ask Alexa, hey, what are your top skills? You know, What are your recent skills? Uh, what are some games I can play? So it becomes a lot more, just the kind of things that you would probably search for on the website anyway, you can begin to go ahead and ask. And that, again, is based entirely off of customer usage and feedback.
0: Okay, so I, I, I get that, so I understand. So there's no revenue going to be coming out of uh, making developers pay for skill listing orders, basically, is what you're saying? Yeah, no, we wouldn't do something okay, like that. Okay, that's cool. No, that's fine. Um, so what is the, a lot of people ask, what is the killer skill? You know, what's the killer app for the voice? Um, is it? Is it going to be a skill that everyone goes, that is the only skill to have, or is we never going to have one skill? It's just going to be... Like we don't have one app for our iPhone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I would say, uh, I'll break this apart in two ways. Um, The first, I would say, where I have seen the killer skill is it's an individual thing. So uh, for my mother-in-law, it was the ability to pull up times, right? That was killer. Um, For other people, it might be a kid's skill, uh, especially when they're in the auto, um, that their kids are quiet in the back and they're using that. For me, and this is a Dave thing. As somebody that's been around in the industry for a really long time, I remember when there was an app stores. Like we made app stores as a way to discover things that had been built on top of these APIs that developers built. But I don't feel like human beings think about that. I think human beings we're looking to solve something or we're inquisitive about something. This is where Alexa conversations come in. So to me, the killer app is actually the AI. You know, whether you're using Alexa or you're using another assistant, it's an AI that knows me and I can have a a conversation with and I can get to the information I want and I can go ahead and I can solve problems. And so, um, you know, that killer app, quote unquote, even though it's using Multiple skills each in that scenario to go out for dinner. It's not one of those. It's the actual combination of all of them together, understanding what I need to go ahead and accomplish uh, and solving that task for me. I think so. It's almost like I flip this scenario on its head and I don't say app anymore. I say scenario. Okay. Right. And I think that is where what's going to happen as we start to move forward into the future is that it's really what we want is we don't want the same interface for everybody. I mean think about mobile and web, it's, it's all built on rails basically. It's here's a drop down, here's a button, you do that. It doesn't take into consideration that uh, you know I'm a middle-aged man in the US and maybe I want it to be act a little bit different than somebody on the other side of the world, right? Yeah. Um, I was just having this conversation the other day around voices, right? Because you can create your Alexa skills with whatever voice you want. I mean, in fact, we have uh, polyintegration. So, there's like 50, 60 different voices across different languages, men, women, old, young. Uh, and I was like, you know, my dad's older. He's, uh, he's close to 80 now. Uh, and when he goes to the doctor, he wants an older doctor, right? Like he gets that, this doctor's kind of young. I'm like, he's not young. Dad; he's in his 60s, you know. But it's like somebody like that, if you were doing a flash briefing, for that type of audience, you may want an older person, right? Yeah. Or, um, you know, my wife, well, she'll prefer a, a, a woman doctor, so I want a, a female voice. So it's entirely up to who your customers are, and that's what's got me excited about voice is that um, it's not the same interface for everybody. It may be getting to similar content, but the way that we interact and who we're comfortable with can be completely different. Uh, and, and you can have it so that you're never hearing Alexa's voice in that.
0: Yeah, um, I think, I think there, there's a couple of things about that I want to go back to. We've, we've You mentioned there's multiple voices in Polly, and I, I realize that. And so as a skill developer, you can use them. But people are so trained to hearing that one voice of Alexa that I think it might freak them out. Are there skills that you could point us to that are using different voices maybe?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a ton. I mean, the top one that comes to mind is Jeopardy. So you're hearing Alex Trebek. Um, there's plenty of games like that where you'll hear professional narration. And the, the poly voices are integrated with something called SSML. So it's simply a tag with a speech synthesis markup language. It's super easy to do. And um, I mean, you, I, I haven't seen that um, where people are shocked that a, a different voice is, is coming across. I feel like, because, you know, I, I talk with brands a lot too. I feel like um, brands have all these guidelines when it comes to visual. This is what our logo looks like. These are the colors you use. This is the exact pixel size. And one of the things they need to do in this new kind of voice first world is what do you sound like? What does my brand sound like? Um, do I want the uh, smart assistant to actually now be the voice of my brand or do I want to actually create custom representatives of my brand for each individual customer? Do I want them to pick? Do I want to create them on my own? Or do I want uh, to have a mascot? You know, I remember um, it's not as big now with the internet, but, you know, when I was growing up in the 80s, like every brand had like a, a, like a cartoonish little thing. There was mm-hmm. like avoid the Noid with Domino's and little Caesar's pizza, like pizza, pizza. Like everybody had like this kind of little mascot, right? You can do that with voice too, like the opportunity to go ahead and brand it's and super interesting is that um, I was doing an event uh, with Ruder Finn at uh, PR week and somebody came up to me and and, um, I won't say the name of the company but huge huge uh, radio and they have a huge radio backlog and a lot of these problems have already been solved you know it's like um, like think about that question you just asked maybe uh, you know 50 years ago uh, somebody was asking are, are people going to understand that this is our announcer because we're doing a radio show like think about war of the worlds there were people shooting war uh shooting towers because they thought aliens were invading right like just the power to connect with voice in that way so you're seeing that crop up with skills as you have that ability um and in fact i think and this is just a Dave thing, but I think, uh, you know, having a voice for radio, having the ability to narrate like that, um, just a, a professional voice, like that stuff's going to be huge, even more so than having someone who's maybe good at a technical background, because a lot of the skill set up, like you talked about the ease of use of creating this, it's already been done. It's just restful APIs, you know, so yeah. a lot of this stuff people already have for web and mobile, in fact, most of the questions I get hit with when they're going to do a, a proof of concept is what am I going to talk about? <laughs> you know, And for a lot of these um, companies too that have grown up on the internet that have no brick and mortar, they've never talked to a customer face to face. And so it's like, hey, if a customer wants to ask you a question in the moment, what is it? Uh, You know, and if they've had any kind of interaction, it's usually a a help desk support line where it's somebody complaining about something that's gone wrong. And so there's, you know, the ability to meet in the moment. um, I have seen that. I have seen... um, People are like, wow, like this is actually a thing that that people find value in my brand, but they've never had the opportunity to ask for that type of information because they've been spoon-fed these technologies that are on rails. You can only get this in my mobile app. You get this on my website and you can call for help. You can't give suggestions. You know? <laughs> and so there are things like uh, there's different intents in there, like fallback intent where we try. Um, uh, so if, if you're consistently um, – And there's also ipas so when you look at the data you can actually see the flow like wow when people go i'll give you an example like let's say it's a um i don't know let's say it's like a finance app or something like that and you have the ability to maybe transfer money pay a a mortgage and uh, maybe an auto payment but you see when people get to go ahead and pay the auto that 80 percent of that is falling off you know that you're not handling that correctly maybe you've got the right category But whatever people are saying is not coming across and it's not matching. And so, there's incredible insight into that. And that's one of the things I tell people too is that don't think about this as new customer acquisition, right? As human beings, we're multimodal. I'm I'm not going to give up your mobile app and I'm not going to give up your website. But man, if I ordered something from you 18 months ago and I loved it and I can just talk to Alexa and say, hey, reorder that thing. What was that thing I ordered? What was that music I played? What was that podcast I listened to, <laughs> right? Who was that guest on your podcast 18 months ago that talked about hiking, right? I wanna I want to go find, that's how we think as human beings. And so what it is, is it's customer engagement. So now it's another endpoint that you can engage with that customer across all of the service offerings that you have. And so that's incredibly in- in- insightful for brands, I feel. And then also, um, It's engaging with them, with somebody who may not be technical, right? Like all this tech, we've, I mean, everybody, I talked to everybody, it's crazy how many people, it's 18 to 34, 18 to 34, that's what we're targeting. And I'm like, why? It's because there's everybody who has phones. And I'm like, when did that become the thing? Like you look at the demographic and you look at boomers and you look at this other age of how huge that is um, if you can open that up, you may find that that becomes a huge demographic for you. Now, they may be an existing customer base, but they haven't been able to engage with you in any meaningful way. Um, and suddenly now you're targeting that and you can see there's an on, uh, an on, uh, underserved portion of your customer base. And it's also the same with, um, the kid side of things, you know, you see with kid skills and, um, wow, you know, like if I'm, uh, let's say I, I was, uh, I just saw this the other day. Um, Bayer, right, Uh, which a a pharmaceutical company was doing things for STEM. So you could actually do lab experiments and everything. Now, as a kid, I'm working, I'm finding out about this brand and this company, but I'm learning science, (laughs) right? I'm not asking for what medications to use that my doctor prescribed me. Like I am now at my age because, you know, I got to worry about other things like statins and everything, you know, it's it's an entirely different demographic in relation. That's not going to happen in a mobile app or website, but that can totally happen in interacting uh, with Alexa and a skill like that.
0: Yeah, so brands can build relationships. They can really build deeper integration, communication through. Yeah,
1: across all modalities and in the moment. You know, so it's, it's here's the other thing. Think about this. Um, there's never been a wave of tech that's come out that hasn't been patched. That doesn't need new hardware every year, that doesn't need a new OS upgrade every year. If you bought an Echo in 2014 and it's plugged in, that's all you've had to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's,
0: they, they are good to that extent, but um there will be a time. I mean, there's rumors and again, you know, say you can't say, but that Amazon bought a chip company and that the, they're going to put the AI into the base unit and so there will be a time, I guess, where the existing Echoes and the Dots, I mean, we've got the Echo, Amazon Echo 5 coming out in the UK this week, um, you know, the screen-based version. Um, there, there will be upgrades. Oh, and I accept your point that the,
1: the older Echoes well, it's, it's still like um, It's like Kindle. If you have a Kindle from 10 years ago, you could still download and read books. And what's great about Skills is they have the discoverability of an app store, in fact, even better because you can just ask Alexa, but they also have the maintainability of the web. Meaning that the, like your flash briefing, whether somebody has an Echo from you know five years ago or they're buying an Echo tomorrow, they have the latest version of your flash briefing. Um, sure. And that's huge, you know, because I mean, I worked in large enterprises where it was, hey, we can't change, we can't roll this out because it's gonna cost us $100 million to roll out this new OS upgrade, right? Versus buying another company. Um, that stuff hasn't existed before. And so it's, you're not leaving people behind because they're on an older version of Android or they don't have the latest hardware. You're continuing to be able to just target one thing, right? Um, and I think that's incredibly powerful. And that, you know, the Echo, like the Echo Show 5, that's just a different form factor. You know, it's a five-inch screen. Uh, It does have a screen, we have something called APL, so Alexa presentation language where you can actually display things like that. Um, But you don't have to worry about that as a skill publisher is when you go ahead and create a skill if it doesn't have a screen, you're hearing Alexa's voice and you can still interact with it.
0: Okay, a couple of other questions that we've been asked. Um, Language challenges. Alexa is now available outside of the, what I call the English speaking languages. So we're now in Spain uh, Germany, Japan, how hard is it for you to roll out, like India even which really surprised me, um, how hard is it to roll out?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, Echo's available in over 80 countries, it's, um, so when I was in, um, Kindle and we would launch into a new country, it was largely a string replacement, right? And you know, you think about uh, like think about the the Gutenberg Revolution, right? Um, like opening up print to everyone, it made access to information easy. But language is entirely different. Language actually has the history and the culture of the people, and and how that moves along. I mean, you know, this there there's areas in in Europe. You can go just a couple kilometers; it's a different dialect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you don't see that with the written word. And so there's a beauty in that. And And so it's super difficult. It's not just going and being able to have a bunch of developers coding. It's Alexa actually learning the culture of that language. So uh, one of the things like when we launched in the UK, there was a newspaper that said, Alexa is very, very British, which was the best compliment we could get, right? Meaning that she understood nuance and she understood a good joke and manners are everything, right? So it's, it's, it's very different in each country how you actually um, use words and language in order to convey meaning. Even the jokes are uh, different. And it was funny because I remember um, hanging out, I was in London right after we launched and uh, we have this Alexa champions program. So I was hanging out with a couple of uh, Alexa uh, champion, developers have been working with stuff and they were like, my family likes the US version of Alexa because she's not as, like, British, right? Like, there's a different person. And I was like, wow, like, that's where it hit me is. I'm like, yeah, this is, it's not Alexa, the American tourist visiting these countries. It's being part of that culture. And that's when there's success there, is that it feels like that, right? And you, like you mentioned, India, um, you know, you could be doing English or you could be speaking Hindi. So it's it's just, it's, it's part of that. And so that takes an incredibly long time. I mean, obviously, we would love to, to be able to serve the entire world, but it's learning that culture. And so, that's machine learning, right? That takes a lot of data uh, to understand. And Alexa, um, a lot of it is about accuracy. So, when somebody's saying something, how accurate can you get to the intention of that? And it's the same with the skills, right? And so, it takes time. It's a computer science problem, and it's not a problem that's uh, solved overnight. It's, it It takes time to go through a lot of that data.
0: Okay, um, so the question is, why when you roll rolled out Alexa into all these different countries, do some features lag? I mean, some of the features, for example, that we got in the UK were two years later than you had them in the US. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, and you I- still I, haven't got Alexa Guard, which everyone really wants, and, you know, and it, it, just one example of many. Yeah,
1: I uh, and I agree. And, uh, it's just, uh, that's an engineering. I'm constantly know that I am constantly on the engineering teams to get that stuff rolled <laughs> out worldwide. Um, that's part of my job, uh, is to go out to Seattle and be like, why are we missing this? Why are we missing this? And, um, you know, it's the same advice I continue to give folks is that, you know, you could send that feedback to me. I give it to the teams. It's a, it's a, it's just a tech problem getting that stuff rolled out because it's once you once you um, once you code it, for it, it has to understand in each language, just like you have the nuance of the languages, the APIs are the same way. It does not work programmatically the same way. So it's just why it needs to be tested and it needs to work across all of those things. It's not a, for lack of want. It's not saying, oh, we're just going to ignore um, these customers. Obviously, we want it to be out everywhere. Now, there's a site. You can go to Alexa.uservoice.com. I tell people to go there, too. Um, and make sure you're voting on things, especially features like that, and say, we want this, we want that. The more customer feedback that I have to tell the engineering teams, you know, the the better. But uh, know that it's being worked on, and ultimately the goal is to have that stuff there.
0: Okay, brilliant. Um, Ring is now part of the Amazon family. Uh, it's Is it Chinese-walled still? I guess it must be. But the integration's will they get better now that it's part of the family, even though probably it's still, you know, a separate entity in its own right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been involved with any of that, so I can't speak to it other than um, from smart home API integration, devices like Ring have now been integrated so that, like, let's say I see the, uh, or I hear uh, the doorbell ring for the front door, I could have a uh, a Ring device and say, Alexa, show me the front door. And yeah. so the API now in the smart home is you, you can connect all those feeds um, across the devices.
0: Yeah, I've got my Fire TV linked to my TV. Obviously, that oh, nice. does that, and it works really well. There's a slight lag, but you know that's a minor thing.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that no, works really well. Um, okay, moving forward, one of the things that um, people get really um, stuck on is managing the, after you've got one or two Alexas. So for example, uh, I've got an Alexa in the kitchen, I've got one in the study. If I set a timer on the one in the kitchen, I have to leave the study to go and tell the Alexa in the kitchen to go off. Is there a a way in the future where we'll have better uh, management of all of our Alexa devices? The, the, The management tools that are available right now are okay, but they don't really do a lot for somebody who's got multiple Alexas in the house. You you can see the list of them, but you can't really control them. And they don't really talk to each other. The nearest you get is when you get a a subwoofer and two Alexas. You know, they have that ping capability to reset so they pair, which is really smart. But you don't really seem to have a handover between an Alexa and Alexa or maybe I'm missing it. You know
1: um, um yeah I mean it's it's something we've Heard feedback on obviously I can't talk about any any future roadmaps but um, like what happened is when we released the dot and we had like a six pack for the echo dot and so we started to see that single echo in the house to multiple echo devices we actually created something called ESP or echo spatial perception. So this may happen to you with six devices. It used to be like you would say Alexa and then like six of them would respond to you at the same time.
0: No, I'm glad Uh, it doesn't, thank God now.
1: Yeah, and so that was something that we did for customers was to say, okay, so it's based on whatever device hears you the best, figure it out between all of devices and only that device will actually um, respond. So that's something that we've done over time to help improve that. but yeah, there's there's other things you could do with uh, like drop-in. So I have the ability to say, I want to broadcast. So I could say, Alexa, make an announcement. And then that's going to go across every single device I own. Or I can say, Alexa, drop-in on the kitchen. And then it will only go to that specific device. So there's, you know, there's the ability to kind of communicate between the devices. But the management of actual devices is still done through the web uh, or the mobile app in which you can like um, – this is one of the things you can do is you can look at alarms. So let's say there's an alarm or a timer going off somewhere. You do have that in the mobile app where you can pull it down from a drop down on that device. You can actually stop it and set it and do things like that. But yeah, totally something that, uh, you know, we'll continue to uh, iterate on and and help improve customer experience there.
0: Okay. Now one of the, well, two of the things I'll, I'm hoping that Amazon will bring out, and I, I'm guessing you're not going to say anything, but I'm going to ask anyway. It's always good to find out. Sure. You never know. Um, I think there is rumors that Amazon are going to launch an equivalent to the AirPods uh, and Alexa in the ear. Now, that has been publicly written about in various places. So is that something you can talk about, or is that just a future roadmap you can't say?
1: the 1st time hearing about it. I don't, and even if they told me, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be able to
0: talk about it. I'm looking like at that. his eyes very closely, ladies and
1: gentlemen. He's yeah, no, I <laughs> okay, that's fine. The
0: the other one that uh, you, you said earlier on you worked on um the mobile um apps, the the uh, Amazon Fire.
1: Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, Windows Phone and in...
1: uh, Microsoft too. I was always yeah. on the mobile side,
0: so. One of the things I would love, I mean, i you know, I, I'm holding up my iPhone 6S Plus as proof. I haven't upgraded because I haven't found a need to upgrade. Um, yeah, I think I, that's a
1: common thing too. It works, right?
0: Yeah. No uh, need and, to
1: get a
0: new one every year. But what I really want is an Amazon Fire 2 phone, or as I've branded it, the Amazon Phoenix, the comeback phone. Um, <laughs> um, and what I'd love is a native Alexa built in. Now I've got it in the music app, uh, but I haven't got it as a native app. You know, I've got Siri as a native app. And so I use oh, no, Siri. And you should,
1: to- uh, in your, in your uh, Alexa app on your iPhone.
0: Yeah, but I have to open the music or the Alexa app to get to it. What I'm saying is having an Amazon phone with it built in, like Siri built into the iPhone. Yeah,
1: and I, you know, obviously I can't, I, I know nothing. No, about I know hardware, but, um, I can say like there are phones like the Motorola, I forget the name of it, but uh, there are Android phones with Alexa as the assistant at the core built in. Okay. Um, So, uh, you know, that's not something you can do on iOS. Obviously, Apple limits that uh, core functionality, Um, but you can uh, get Android phones that do have Alexa built in as the main core.
0: I use use Siri for one really useful skill to open uh, Amazon Music. <laughs> so, Siri, and open, Amazon, Amazon Music,
1: you can uh, talk to Alexa too. Yeah, to be able to yeah. pull up your well, your uh, music. Yeah,
0: <laughs> as I said, I use Siri to open up my music, and then I can use Alexa. That's the best way of doing it. <laughs> um, it works really well. Um, okay, outside of uh, the consumer market, uh, Alexa and Amazon are pushing into the business world quite a lot now. There's there's various versions for hotels and business you know use cases are going into a conference room and having an alexa built into the room somewhere where you can order coffees is that a big area for amazon to be pushing into or is that something you just you know pushing and seeing if there's any uh, uh you know take up of it or is that a real drive into the business world
1: well you know it's um so there's two areas there there's alexa for hospitality and alexa for business um and those are services that come from Amazon Web Services, so they're AWS services. If you're an AWS customer, you can see it in the, in the dashboard. And they, the idea there was uh, you know, customers coming to Amazon and saying, hey, look, um, we've got a lot of employees that are bringing these devices into work, but we wanna be able to manage them. Uh, we wanna be able to lock them down. Uh, you know, just what you would expect in any kind of corporate environment is you have to have the ability to understand what people are using and manage devices. And hospitality is super interesting too because it's all about power, right? This is why, like, your um, your heating and your cooling and and lights and everything will go off <laughs> when you leave the room. Especially in, uh, when I'm when I'm traveling through Europe a lot, there's always that you know you put the car key in the in the wall to power everything and the minute you take that everything and that's a a cost you know is that if I don't have a guest in the room I don't want to be consuming uh, power so hospitality allows you to do those type of things Um, is you have the ability to personalize stuff lighting uh, but you also have the ability to shut things off Um, Alexa for business you kind of get it the best way to think about it is like this you can put things in the different directories and you can create rooms and then you can have employees. And so let's say I am an employee and I wanna pull up, maybe I'm, a, I'm running a sales district for a specific area and I wanna know KPIs on uh, so far for the month where we are, right? What I could do is I can enroll that employee inside that directory. And then their device can work. It can be both a work device or it can be at home. So maybe I'm in the morning, I'm getting coffee, I get my weather, I listen to your flash briefing, right? And then I also go, how are the numbers looking for this quarter or this month? And so it's super, it's super interesting because I'm getting to data that maybe I need to take action on before I'm at work, but I'm doing it all voice and it's secure Uh, And then I also have integration with all sorts of calendar systems. So I can, uh, you can do Office 365, you can do Google Calendar, you can, I mean, you name it. Um, The ability to be like, oh, okay, that KPI is not doing good. I need to go ahead and talk to Sam when I get to work, go ahead and create an appointment with Sam at, you know, 1300 or something like that, right? And uh I didn't have to do anything on my phone. I didn't have to look for availability. You know, it's just going to go ahead and do that. And, I mean, imagine how much time uh, has been wasted in setting up a projector or adding people to calendars inside meetings, things like that, right? And that, that was a whole di- idea. In fact, um, Alexa for Business started was uh, we were all in a conference room. And it was, hey, you know, let's start the meeting. And, and somebody was like, oh, why don't we just have Alexa do it? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, actually, that would be really cool. We could just say, Alexa, start the meeting. We don't have to understand how that AV system works in order to dial in. We don't have to understand how to project. We don't have to understand how to add somebody to a meeting. We just want Alexa to be able to do that. And, you know, I think you'll see that across all areas is – we really do feel that like voice is the next major disruption. It is the easiest interface. I like saying it's the new HTML, whereas, you know, it was, it was funny and somebody who was around in the early days of the web, like people obsessed over browsers and what you know, version of HTTP it was used. And then eventually just became, you know what, this is just a funnel for content. Yeah. But what's great about HTML is that it allowed you to use it on, all the computing devices. So it could be a mobile device, tablet, laptop, desktop, TV. I didn't care. And I feel like voice is the new HTML and that is my voice becomes the interface for all the technology in my life. Uh, That's technology.
0: Like Like that. Oh thanks.
1: Yeah. And I, I think so if you think about it that way, it's, you know, um it focuses on the important stuff. Then it becomes what what am I Actually, what am I conversing about? How am I conversing? Am I giving the right types of information? And it doesn't matter where that human being is actually having a dialogue with. It can be at work. It can be at home. It can be in the car. Um, But I want to get to the information that I want. And it's also very inclusive because it doesn't matter. In fact, I hear <laughs> I hear from parents all the time, they're in the car and their kids are shouting at the radio, Alexa, Alexa, you know, and there's nothing there. And I think that's, you know, that's the switch of, oh, it's tech, I just need to talk to it. And I think we're going to see more and more of that.
0: Yeah, kids are very good at picking up on, on that. I mean, the, the kids picked up very quick on the iPad and the touchscreen. Uh, my next door neighbor's, four-year-old was ordering Barbies from Amazon until <laughs> they worked out they came to see me that there's actually a security code you can put on that stopped the little girl ordering. So she worked out yeah, very yeah. quickly.
1: Oh yeah. By default it's on there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But she worked out how to get stuff from Amazon delivered home without her parents because it had the card and everything it was brilliant. Um, yeah. So a couple of quick questions then just to fire at you. Um, payments, uh, ISP in skill purchasing. That's a really nice new functionality that's been added to skills. Um, where do you see this going eventually? Is it is it small micropayments or where will this go? Subscriptions, I can see certainly.
1: There's all sorts of ways to monetize. So we don't force any system on developers. So you can use, like you'll see companies that are looking at uh, uh, an Alexa device as another endpoint transaction, right? So you see this with like Uber and OpenTable we talked about, right? Um, That's not using anything from Amazon. It's using their existing customer. We call that account linking. So if you already have an existing uh, customer relationship, it's using the same type of OAuth login systems. In fact, um, you can do LWA login with Amazon too. And uh, you may have seen that on the web. Uh, That's popular customers. So like if I go and order, maybe you and I have a t-shirt business. I go and order it. Um, it's I'm logging in with my Amazon account and it shows up in my order history and it can be, you know, shipped through Amazon warehouses and all of that. And so um, developers can use that. They can use login with Amazon. Then you get into areas of, uh, which is, you know, like uh, App Store. Like let's say I have a game, Jeopardy does this, where if I want to have more turns, I have the ability to go ahead and uh, purchase them uh, right from within the skill itself. So that's available. You have both items. Um, you also can do like a, uh, a premium versus a trial. One of the things we did, I want to say it was like 18 months ago, uh, is we heard from uh, publishers saying, hey, you know, we, we have a, an existing customer relationship, but we don't want them to have to log in. We kind of like want people to try before they buy. So maybe you don't have a relationship with that brand yet, but you want to see what their skills like. You have the ability to do that. <clears throat> um, and then you log in later on. You also have the ability to do subscriptions and things like that. And so I've seen this with long form audio and podcasts. Uh, you know, maybe I want to subscribe to additional content where it wasn't part of the episode, but it's extra things that I can get. Um, and you can also do physical goods, which is uh, incredibly, uh, you know, it's a, I worked in so much retail growing up as a kid to get money. Oh, I say a kid, but you know, it's like 14, 15 <laughs> Um, And I remember working in a movie theater and it was, uh, you know, would you like to buy a a super combo special? It's a large popcorn and a large Coke for the same price as a medium, right? And what was great about that, it's in the moment because you're already taking your money out. You're not filling out like in a mobile app, you've got to go. You don't know what if it's secure enough, you you know, you don't which website you're going in your mobile, you're you're pulling from drop downs, you're eating your CVV. There's none of that. It's you're already logged in with Amazon. Um, And it's like let's say we're on the podcast and uh, you've got somebody and maybe they've got uh, maybe they make running shoes or something like that and you can be like hey would you like to buy uh, these running shoes right now for 50% off and all you have to do as a customer is say yes. And it's in your Amazon order history. It's all secure, you know. And so that becomes an power, uh, incredibly powerful thing too. So it's all the ways that you can, you can look at monetizing is, a, you know, it's a, it's a customer. It's another modality that they can go ahead and create a new transaction with. It's a way to actually sell in-skill items or digital currencies. It's a way to do subscriptions and periodicals. It's also a way to actually sell physical goods through that modality.
0: No, it's great. And uh, I'm playing with it right now. Um, but one of the things that, um, well, okay, two parts. One is a, a new feature that came out in the UK recently was um, uh, the ability for the pick a color. It, is it a orange or a yellow light? Is it a greenish light? We We haven't quite worked out what color we'll call it, which says, uh, Amazon has just delivered your order, and the Alexa lights up and tells oh, you. Oh,
1: yeah, it. notifications, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what
0: color would we call that? Lime green, maybe? I'm not quite right. sure. And it's quite interesting. On on a number of UK uh, Alexa uh, help sites, people have been asking, oh, this color's just lit up on my Alexa. What is it, and how do I do it? And what? So right. it's interesting to see that people are getting them. I'm not sure oh, they know no, also, what they
1: there's a beta out there for skill developers with notifications. So let's say your favorite football team is about to play or they, you know, they get a goal. You want the ability, your, your echo will light up. Right. And then you could be like, Oh, do you know, just by that. But we also have something that's, it's super cool is Alexa gadgets API. So imagine um, what would be a good scenario. I like like somebody like my dad has got all these pill boxes. Right. Um, imagine a little doctor uh, that holds up a big giant pill or like a doctor's briefcase when it's time to actually take your medicine. And if you have so it's not only is it a light, but it can be these these physical things that can change and do it. And this is where, uh, you'll see there's a um, a video I did at reInvent, uh, I think last year, where you'll see Dancing Santa. It's like twerking Santa and Bear is <laughs> all losing the Alexa gadgets. Wow.
0: Wow. Um- Sorry, I'm just trying to turn this noisy ping off. That's came. I thought it was supposed Gambling to be quiet.
1: Again. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there you go. Um, so the, the other thing is v-commerce. Now, um, was this one of the reasons that Amazon originally created the Alexa? Because um, I, I'm pretty, well, I'd like to think I'm pretty tech savvy. And I have ordered on the basis that I want to order, you know, and try it. But I'm not in a natural mode. The thing that's missing for me is I, I use my shopping list all the time. So me and my wife have one in the kitchen and we add everything to that. But right. I still can't fulfill that shopping list with Amazon. I can't say, hey, Amazon, you know, check my shopping list. Now Amazon just go and buy my shopping list and deliver that. So that's not there yet, which would be great. And then that, that's, you know, probably going to come. You, you bought Whole Foods in America, so... You'll probably buy an unpredicting Marks and Spencers or Cardo in this country. You don't have to say anything, but that's just me. Um, but I can see that that would work. But, but are you seeing a, a, a change of behavior right now with people ordering more through voice or is it still, uh, I like the idea, but I, I haven't really ordered anything pretty much, you know, I, I do onesies here and there.
1: Well, it's, I, I think that's up to the individual. I, um, it's funny because when I give this answer, and I've always had this, it's like five years I've always been asked, but it's it's so true that Amazon is a customer obsessed company. Like, let me give you an example. Think about like one click, right? Like, what was the purpose of one click? Well, and you it can have also functionality, it was, it was right? The, but it's it's to make it easier for customers. Yeah. So Amazon well, actually yes. does entire things to make it easier for customers. And so, the, the whole idea for Alexa was to build a Star Trek computer. And the whole idea of a Star Trek computer is the ability, like I'm talking about, is to have voice as the new HTML. Now, ultimately, Amazon will benefit um, because everything's easier to use, right? So, Amazon's easier to use, but it's easier for customers, but it's, and it's easier everywhere. I mean, we don't charge. Uh, if if you and I want to go ahead and create an Alexa enabled device, we don't charge for that. As you know, we don't charge for skills Uh, we have a bunch of free training and APIs and all of that. In fact, we give uh, uh, AWS credits too for uh, Alexa developers. And so I think that's what I can, I mean, it's the honest answer. And a lot of people are always like, well, like how do you make money and are you making money off the devices? And it's, it's about, getting content to customers and making it easier. And it truly is that, that flywheel. And I think everybody benefits. Um, And so that's, you know, it's, it's voice shopping, I think is part of that. But I mean, just think about, like you were talking about music before, think about how that's changed, how you engage with music content and just, you know, what I was talking about before with inclusiveness, just think about the, uh, even dropping in, right? Like um, we drop in on grandparents, and they, like, I've tried Skype and FaceTime and everything with my pet. Pa- they never got that, right? But all they have to say is Alexa, drop in on Kitchen. Uh, and it goes to the device, and we're having dinner, they can say hi. And I do hear from that from families, right? And so it's about, uh, it's just about making it easier to do things and making it voice-driven. Yeah, and, no, I,
0: and I think you're achieving it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that because you're here, Dave, and, and, you know, as I said. <laughs> On, on the basis that I am a fanboy, which is, um, but, but, you know, just that first moment when I had music played out of an Alexa speaker, you know, my echo and, uh, and it was instant and I, yeah. that, that I realized, you know, and adding. And to that's, the what it's is, all,
1: that's what it's all about. I mean, you wouldn't be able to do that before and now you can do that on mobile too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can. Um, the car has just come out. The, uh, the uh, Alexa for car. Uh, we haven't got it here in the UK yet. Um, have you got one in your car?
1: I do, I do. Um and uh actually if you go look uh, and I can find the link for you. I did uh, a recent uh AWS episode with Jeff Barr uh and I brought I brought the device on so you'll get to see what it looks like. It's I don't know if you remember the 80s show with David Hasselhoff with Knight Rider and it has a little blue light. It's super cool. Um and we've sold we, we announced we sold over a million uh pre-orders of the, the Echo Auto. And the car's interesting, right? because you think about one of the, you know, you talked about two things before, but you didn't realize you were talking about it, right? Is one, speed, how fast it was the first time you used the Alexa device, and two, it heard you and understood. So the two super important things is, how fast is it and does it understand you right away? Can it hear you? So you think, you know, my my house with my kids and stuff is always loud, right? But a car is even louder because an automobile, Think you've got the sound of the road. Think about if it's raining and you've got the windshield going and you've the wipers and the sound of the rain hitting the roof. And then you've got music or other content. And then you've got people in the car talking. And so to be able to just say, Alexa, stop, or Alexa, play this song, to be able to do that. And so we had the same beam microphone technology in there. You actually see the little holes on the device uh, in order to hear. And this is a device you can just plug in. It's got like a little USB Connector, uh, and then it runs off of uh, your mobile connection through Bluetooth, whether you have one in the car or or your phone. Um, but it can—that's—that's it, that's the thing I enjoy about it. Is I can be blasting my music and um, it still hears me. And then that's the device that we actually sell. So that's an Echo device. But then there are also automobile manufacturers there now, including Alexa, in the car itself. So you go and you buy a new car. Um, we 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 published um, a survey on the blog that you'll see that people are actually making choices on a new automobile <laughs> purchase. I'm based one of those system. people. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, get, I, it seems archaic. Like if I go and rent a car and there's, and I've got to like touch the dash, it does seem archaic now, right? I mean, it's, uh, and I think auto, to me, auto is huge because when I, and this is somebody, you know, that travels a lot. So if I'm, let's say I'm driving down to DC and back. So you're, you're talking six hours round trip. I'll listen to podcasts, I'll listen to music and then I'll do audio books. But I tend to do a lot of nonfiction audio books and eventually I need to give my brain a rest and um, the ability to actually engage with a skill. Like I'll play games and think about, you know, having a family in the car. You can all play a game together.
0: Yeah. And no, you that would be- it all,
1: Right. And so it's a super good opportunity and that wouldn't necessarily work maybe at home. I wouldn't play that game. But when I'm in a car for three hours, I'm, you know, I'm playing song quiz and I'm doing music trivia with people all across the country, you know, it's uh, incredibly engaging. And so I think it's a really unique modality that we're going to see more and more uh, skill creators getting creative with uh, inside the car, especially as we start to see people with more and more of those devices.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we're at year one of a decade of evolution. You see the iPhone three and the iPhone X and The two devices don't even match.
1: Um,
0: Last few minutes that we have with you, Dave, um, privacy. Um, A lot of people are worried about Amazon's always listening. I mean, in strange ways, Amazon is listening because you've got Alexa guard. Um, So, um, you know, it's sort of that double-edged sword. Yes, I want you to listen now. I've left the house because I want you to be my security system. But when I'm home, I don't want you to listen. Now, I know that you can delete your voice uh, transcriptions uh, but then, of course, Alexa is not as smart about you because you've now untrained it slightly. But um, it, privacy is a big issue. I, I personally have no problem with it, but a lot of people do. And they have a lot of people are having problems with their children's voices being recorded. It's a fine line you have to tread. Where where does Amazon sit on this? How, how do you deal with it? I mean, it's, it's a very tricky problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, privacy is always from day one. It's been... Um it's been, we have such a good story around it, you know, and so you, we, we have a site now um, you can go to uh, bit.ly uh, slash my Alexa data is the shortcut I did because it's a really long URL that explain everything. You can see GPDR and, and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, the Alexa, the kids skill, the, the kids edition Alexa's, all of that is parental permission is given for those type of things and you can lock it down. But since since the very release, um there's been a physicality to the privacy. So um, when we launched the device, a couple things, right? So when you, see a, when you say Alexa, um, you see a ring. So immediately when any kind of recording is going on, is you see the light. Now from launch, you could also do a sound. So let's say you're in the other room and you say Alexa and you wanna know when recording begins, so you actually hear a tone. And then you also have the ability to do a tone when it ends. Then you also have the ability to go over to the device and every device has had this since the beginning to actually push the mute button. Now when you push the mute button, it's not like your phone. Like when you put your phone in airplane mode, that's a software switch, right? Somebody could be trying to still listen in from the actual radio. Um, This is at the silicon level. So it actually shuts off the power going to any type of microphone. So there's no sound going across. And then you've had the ability since day one to see every single recording inside the Alexa app, as well as the ability, uh, you know, and we have had people um, years ago would do this, or you can just call up Amazon and say, hey, can you delete everything that's ever been said? You can. It's like a, it's like a friend having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> they may yeah. not remember your name afterwards, uh, because that's how this technology works is the more interactions you have, the more Alexa gets to know you, but you have that ability to do that, um, and you've had that ability since since day one, and so uh, you, can, you can delete everything, you can delete single things, and then what you mentioned, yeah, recently, we made it even easier, so you could do that with voice. You could just, you could say, Alexa, delete what I just said, or uh, delete everything that was said today and so we've always put it into the in the customer hands if you want to be um in complete control and you want to I have a mute button there and that it's only when you unmute it when you say it you can have sounds and you can have lights and then you can delete everything um, or you can just you know you can talk and um go back and and kind of see the history to that stuff so it's you know it's customer it has to be uh, customer enabled just like on uh, you know everything else we do we put it in the in customer hands and so you'll you'll see all that on the, on the website and how to do that. And um, you know, and we've made it easier, like I said, recently where you can just do it with your voice.
0: Okay. We're fast running out of time. I've got one personal question, which is um, it's a feature requirement. So um, I love using uh, Alexa calling. Okay. Um, And I love to do drop-ins on mates and various things. I've uploaded all my contacts. It's integrated. What will you please amazon or dave if you can put it through put a little icon next to the names of the people who have actually got an alexa and those who haven't in my contacts it would make my life so much simpler so that <laughs> i could just say yeah okay i'm going to call dave dave's got an alexa i can do try drop it, or i can do right. whereas
1: well, yeah, Frank hasn't got one well it'll still call frank's number that's uh, something that just yeah. launched in the uk yeah so it'll actually call uh, both mobile and and landlines uh, which makes it easier and then um alexa.uservoice.com head on over there Dave and add you. that yeah
0: Dave thank you so much apologies for the earlier gremlins it's been fascinating talking to you
1: no problem yeah I enjoyed uh, it well, thanks for having me
0: when are you next over in the UK? Uh
1: in the autumn uh, I was just over in Hamburg I did a, a talk at uh Lamar uh, I'll be in uh, Mexico, uh, and then I'll be back in uh, UK, probably over in um, Edinburgh this time and uh, Dublin as well. Okay. So I'll be around.
0: Dave, I look forward to meeting you when you come over. Thank you very much for your time.
1: You're welcome. Cheers. <laughs>